Welcome to episode one of season one of the No Mercy podcast, and this is a remaster of that first episode. Really, just to give you a taste of what our episodes kind of sound like with music, so you can kind of get that feel. The microphones aren't as great as they will be in the future. They start to slowly improve over time as we get better equipment, so just be aware of that as you are listening. Uh, you can find all of our links, including our Discord link at nomercypodcast.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the No Mercy D&D podcast, where a bunch of high school friends and Claire. Aww. <laughs> one high school enemy, right? <laughs> We get together and we're just going to play some D&D. Uh, most people here are new to the game. Uh, I think the most experienced person would either be myself or Rory at, what, two years-ish? Yeah, we haven't been playing that long, so. And so there's going to be a lot of mistakes. You'll have to bear with us. But I am excited to be playing with these folks who I've known for a long time. Um, <clears throat> so if you could, could each of you introduce yourself? So your actual name, uh, your character race, character class, character name uh well my name is rory um and i've been playing this D for not that long less than two years now probably like my fourth or fifth character now so i've branched off into a lot of different campaigns and in fact the original campaign we started back in 2016 is still going so claire what about you oh shoot that means i've been playing for as long as you and I have just no excuse for being so very very <laughs> bad at games does Mario RPG count as an RPG? You know, it has RPG in the title, so it has to. Yeah, all right. That's it. Um, <laughs> which, in which case, you've been playing since you were like eight. I've been playing for all time. Yeah, I've only played the one D&D game that Rory started with, but my character made no sense. And I'm going to continue that tradition of completely broken characters. Tom? Tom, and I have zero experience with this game, and I can't recall any RPGs that I've gotten serious about. Morrowind on Xbox, briefly. Yeah, there you go. That's about it. And Ben? Hey, my name's Ben. I have zero experience with Dungeons and Dragons, aside from uh, finding a, a pamphlet that my parents had tucked away in a game box when I was a kid that I looked through. And otherwise, uh, I played like Diablo and that kind of stuff as a kid on PC. Do your, do your parents play D&D? No, I don't think they ever did. I think that they were just like children of the 70s and 80s or 60s or whatever years they were born. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were born somewhere between. They, they grew up sometime before now. <laughs> yeah, sometime before now. That's accurate. So, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, zero. Yeah. yeah. So we have another player that will be joining us uh, soon. She'll introduce herself when she gets here. And then I am Tyler. I am the dungeon master for this D&D campaign. It's a homebrew campaign, so it's just out of my mind. But I use a lot of normal stuff from D&D that you will hear if you listen to other podcasts. And like Roy, I've been playing for about two years, various campaigns, three or four characters. And this is my first experience being a DM. So... Uh, and now we'll cue our intro music there it is that was the intro I I really want you to keep that yeah and I want you to somehow make it go every time no mercy no no 
the fights when our cleric does the heels Or Richter does our ranger be elvish kind of deals We might have a tiefling stuck in a druid nap And the last is a gnome who has a bad rap for no mercy No mercy, no, no, no mercy We'll dive right in. I sent out this intro to all of the players beforehand. So they've heard, actually they've heard half the intro. There's another half that they haven't heard, but I'll just go ahead and read it, read it and we'll get started. All right, so you all are traveling down a long dirt road and have been for days, some of you for weeks. The number of individuals in the carriage has continually grown in size as they continued to pick up lone travelers one by one, including each of you. It was pretty easy for them, considering, considering they're all donned in matching Stan Holt Golden Jackal Guard uniforms, fitted with a signature cream, beige, and black color scheme. There are now a total of seven of you in the carriage, or cage, whatever you want to call it. You can't help but admire the contraption. From the outside, the carriage looks normal, and you just assume that the supposed guards were transporting important individuals from Stan Holt. The inside of the carriage is a different story, as it is fitted with an iron cage. The con has been simple. They only stop if there's a pedestrian alone traveling down the road. They ask the pedestrians to stop and pay tribute to Prince Reynald Sanholt. The pedestrian approaches, gets whacked on the back of the head, and is tossed into the carriage and then locked up. They told you that if you try to warn the pedestrian that they stop for, they'll kill both you and the pedestrian. There are a total of five of them, including a more official looking member of the guard in front on a horse of his own. You've heard the other thugs call him Garrett. He had a helmet and full knight's gear on as he sat atop his horse, and the only noticeable feature was a large dark mole just below his left nostril. So that's what I sent you, but there's a little bit more. There are two other people in the carriage with you. So basically picture a camera panning down from outside the carriage in through the cage and looking at all seven of you. In the back are two other individuals who are in the cage. One of the individuals is an older human woman, most likely in her 50s. She has a hooked nose and frizzy gray hair jutting out from her head in every which direction. She has tired black eyes. She has been in this cart longer than any of you and has watched each of you get picked up. She hasn't spoken in days. She just stares blankly. The other person in the cart is a younger dwarf, probably in his late 20s. He has bright auburn hair with a scar from the middle of his nose through right underneath his right eye. Funky, you are ashamed of what he calls a dwarven beard. He's also a little too into himself for your liking. You all know him as Gromley. He's told you all about his life story, but you've ignored most of it because he won't shut up. He leans forward with a toothy grin and says, I listen up, motherfuckers. We need to find a way out this cage. You know where they're fucking taking us? We've got to get out. All right, so this is where we begin. I asked that but before you take your turn speaking, you describe to everyone else your name, uh, race, class, and what you look like. Oh, hi there, Gromley. Uh, I, I suppose I'll tell you. My, my name is uh, Chester, uh, Chester Bromley. You can call me Chest, Chest Bromley. Uh, I ain't really had many friends before, but uh, I suppose, suppose uh, my friends would call me Chest if I had friends. Anyway, uh, I just came down from the mountains. What, what, where are they taking us? Well, I mean, well, basically, looks like they're taking us to one of two locations, and you don't want to go to either of them. One of them's Pessoft, and the other is Devodem. I ain't heard of those places before. I grew up up, 
Up in the mountains, down south. So what am I dealing with here? Oh, all right, Pesoft is basically in the middle of the continent. It uh, has an anti-magic shield around it. So basically, nobles go there for secret dealings, as well as real sketchy folk go there to hide. Devodem is basically the most evil place on the continent. Uh, they got devils there, demons there, cultists, worshippers, and basically Stanholt is fighting Devodem, trying to keep them at bay. So that's the, you know, the 10-second, you know, lay of the land when we have our, our lives, you know, in their hands. But any any other history you want to know? Well, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know much about these places. I mean, I just came down here to try and do some fighting. Turns out I'm pretty good at it. And then uh, these fellas here came up to me. Next thing I know, I'm in this cage with y'all. And then what do you look like? Chester is a is a Goliath. Not sure if if any of you have run into a Goliath before, but he's he's very very large. So he is a six sorry seven foot eight, and about three hundred and ten pounds. Very very built. Um, he's got sort of bluish grayish light skin and tattoos like all over his body and his face, uh, kind of like jagged, almost like lightningy tattoos, but just like you know streaming along in patterns along throughout his body. Uh, brown eyes, no no hair except for a little bit of hair like uh, on his chin, but not much. And that's only really there because he hasn't, he's been in this cage for a bit. Uh, I think that's probably, oh, and I guess the, the, the clothes he's wearing, um, I'm not sure, uh, Tyler, did they take any of our stuff when we were put in here? They took your weapons and they basically just searched your clothes for gold, but that's about it. Okay, uh, so I, I would still have my, I guess my regular clothing, which is chain mail sitting beneath uh, some like animal skins, which mostly like stuff from the mountains. So mountain goats, foxes, rabbits that are all kind of done together into his clothing. Cool. So that's, uh, that is that is Chest Bronley. Chest Bronley. All right. At least we got one fighter among us. What about you? Me? He looks off to the, yeah, the elf. Oh, my name's Ralric. These bastards found me walking in the woods where I like to be. I like to be alone in the woods. I patrol for dangerous creatures and try to keep them away from the town that I call home. So I'm an elf. I'm about 150 years old. I'm not keeping track anymore because I don't care. Did you, did you say 150? 150. You're an old motherfucker. Yeah, to you, fuckhead. <laughs> Just because you don't live that long. I got a long way to go. That's that's pretty that's pretty impressive there, uh, Mr. Elf. What'd you say your name was? Ralric. Ralric. I mean, our our elders up in the up in the mountains don't live met much past uh, seventy, sometimes eighty, and that's pretty rare. Most of the time, our older folks die fighting each other, so uh, we don't get too many too many people making it past really forty, sometimes seventy, eighty. Well, that's just a blink of an eye. My people grow oh, live to be six or seven hundred years old. Nah, I don't think I believe that. I'll prove it to you. How many hundred years do you need a bedpan for? <laughs> the last hundred at least. <laughs> it's a great way to live. And then what do you look like? I have very white skin, like almost ghostly white with long dark hair. I don't get much sun because I'm in the woods most of the time. And we we kept our clothes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm wearing wearing my scale mail with a thick leather belt around. 
They took the gold out of my pouch and they took my dagger, spear, and longbow. I'm very good with the bow. I make them myself and I'll make you one if we get out of here. Oh, that's a deal. All right. What about you, uh, fellow dwarf? I mean, you got a nice looking beard there. Yeah, you wish you had a beard like this. Yeah, my name, my name's Funky Wee Man. <laughs> I don't want any jokes about it either. I've heard them all. Yeah. Uh, Is it Wee Man because you're tiny? Yeah, I mostly commune with humans, so they thought my height was a bit short, and uh, they called me Wee Man because I didn't really know what my real name was. My uh, my parents kind of got ambushed when I was younger, so rose lived in the streets, you know, the streets. <laughs> and then what do you look like, funky a Wee Man? Yeah, well, I, I'm 65, so I'm I'm well I'm decently into adulthood. You've got a long ways to go there, little young whippersnapper. I'll kick your ass. But uh, we'll see about that. I'm a proud hill dwarf, so we'll see how well you fare. Uh, about average height and build for my for my race here, but uh, I spent, as I said, I spent my childhood on the street, so uh, haven't aged as well as I would have liked. I'm wearing my, my leather armor and my, my common clothes. But they, they took my weapons when we were when we were captured. I do have my little pet though. My little pet mouse. Oh. I keep him I keep him hidden in my clothes. Is his name Wee Wee Man? Yeah, his name's Wee 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 Man. <laughs> <laughs> so many Wee. I tell you what, Funky Wee Man, that mouse ain't gonna last you very long food wise. I mean that's less than a meal. If you touch my mouth, I'll strangle you. Right, well, I mean, that's hardly a snack. I don't need to eat your mouse, but I'm just saying, why are you, why are you carrying it around if you ain't gonna eat it? And why are you carrying around such a small meal anyway? I'll eat it. If you strangle him, we'll have a lot more food. That's true. That's very true. Now, he kept me company when I was living on the street, so I'm returning a favor. Oh, I see. He's a friend. He's a, he's a, well, no, I don't see. I'm lost now. Is it pre-meal? You're going to eat him later? No. Don't touch him. You stay away from my mouth. You, If you touch Wee Wee Man, <laughs> you'll get the full wrath of Wee Man. <laughs> well, I can't imagine how something so small would do much. I don't mean him. I ain't going to eat him. Good. All right, uh, and then what about you, little little one? You're like a you're like the wee 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 man. Your bark is definitely louder than your bite. I think there's wolves outside. <laughs> there's wolves. Yeah, yeah, I hear them wolves. Man, that. Definitely making my tummy rumble now. Stay away from, stay away from Wee Wee Man. I'm Hewitt Engelpfeiffer, but everyone just calls me. <laughs> and everyone just calls you Roof. <laughs> I got picked up in a bar. I was just doing a show, and they threw me in whatever this cage is, and I don't really know why, but at least I. Had all my instruments on the back. Why well, ain't you just the cutest little thing? I'm very cute. How, how old are you? You like seven or eight years old? 
No, I'm like, I, I changed my character sheet. I'm 25. <laughs> 25? Well, how, how, come, how come you stopped growing? I am of, of fairly substantial no-me height. I am three feet and one half inches. I don't think you know what substantial means. <laughs> Look, you don't know me. Hey, uh, they're they're big boy. I don't know if you know this, but us little folk outnumber you. So I'd, I'd take it easy with the height comments. Well, yeah. I mean, if I count, I count. I'd say there's, I'd say there's three little ones and one of me big ones. I mean, yeah, I can count her. I, I just I don't understand why y'all stopped growing. I don't remember your name. Uh, my my name is Ch- Chester Bronley, but I, I told y'all. If, we were friends, you could call me Chest. Look, look Checkers. No, I don't no, think we're chest. friends. Well, well, no, I, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, I may as well be in this cage because, I mean, I kind of just hop from town to town and go play in different taverns and I sure can't go home. Oops. Oops. Uh, how come you can't go home? I don't know you well enough to tell you that. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, man. TDB. This is a uh, very, very. Uh, I'm a saucy, saucy gnome. Like a big old pot of marinara. Um. So, in terms of physical characteristics, I am male-ish. I'm a little bit gender neutral. I'm very very cute and somewhat effeminate. Um, I'm 25. I said my height. I have brown hair and tan skin and golden eyes that are enchanting. Do you have a nice beard? No. Gender neutral. She has a gender neutral beard. (laughs) A gender neutral beard. (laughs) All right. So I don't know if you guys know this, but we're still trapped in this cage inside this carriage and what the fuck are we gonna do? How far apart are the bars? They're probably just far enough that you wouldn't really be able to squeeze through. They probably wouldn't have picked you up if you were able to get out that easily. I probably would have just gone along for the ride anyway. <laughs> I got nowhere well, to be. <laughs> listen, I'm pretty strong. I could, I mean, I could just pull these bars apart, no problem. Well, haven't you tried it yet? Well, I thought we were all, I thought everyone wanted to be here. Do you want to be here? I, I don't really have... I mean, I was just heading... I thought these guys were going to uh, to, to Stanholt, and I was going to Stanholt, so I figured, hey, free ride, right? We're going in the opposite direction. Uh, well, well, I, I listen, I ain't much for for compasses and whatnot. But, I mean, if you want, I can just pull these, pop, these bars apart. Well, go ahead, Mr. Strongman. Why don't you try? Sure. Uh, I mean, I'll do that. He's trying What is that thing? What's that sound coming out of that? Musical distraction. So why don't you give me a strength check, Rory? Chest. Uh, okay. Bardic inspiration. <laughs> so, uh, I got a... <laughs> oh, are you giving me inspiration? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <Pip>. You know. <laughs> so how, how does that... Can you remind me how that works? Um... <laughs> for 10 minutes you can add 
it to one ability check or saving throw. What is it? Is it like a d6 or something? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I will do that. Um, so I rolled a five plus two on the inspiration plus three for the strength is 10. All right. So you try to pull open the bars a little bit and it's they budge slightly. You think that you, maybe if you're a little stronger, you might be able to do it, but you're just, you haven't eaten in a few days. You're feeling a little depleted. So it's, it's pretty difficult to try to pull those apart right now. If, you know, if uh, if one of you can can get the one of the guards over here, specifically the one with the keys, I might be able to pull something. I'd say we go for a musical distraction, <laughs> Mrs. Instrument, or Mr. Instrument. What about this old lady that's in here? She hasn't said much. Yeah, what's her problem? She looks up at you and just says, "Don't bother trying. You're just gonna die." What's around the cage? Uh, it's like canvas. But like there's no furniture or... No, it, it's basically, it, it was made to look from the outside like it's really uh, proper and, and the like someone who's a noble would be riding in it. But the inside is completely gutted to get as much space as possible so they can cram as many people in there as possible. Okay. And the guards are nearby, but they're outside the tent? Yeah, you, you think that there are probably two on each side. I'm gonna cast Minor Illusion, and what I'm gonna do is, what's an uncommon animal for this area? Platypus. Sure, platypus is uncommon. Is there anything in the mountains? If we're in the, the post range, we could also go octopus. No, we're, we're going for a loud sound range. Like, I'm gonna make, for my illusion, I'm just going to make a giant lion's roar come from inside of the cage, or like inside of the tent, to get the guards to run in and be confused. Okay, let me roll something. Okay, so you basically have a big lion roar, is that what you said? Yeah, sure, just some big old <clears throat> something sound. <laughs> what, what the fuck was that? Oh no! You go look at it. You go look at it. I don't. You you hear what you hear? What the fuck's in there? All right. Rock paper scissors shoot. Rock paper scissors. Oh fuck me. Okay. So this guy starts peeling back the canvas very very slowly. Starts peeking inside. Hey, wh- what's what's Blake going on in here? Did you see it? See what? The giant cat! It just, it ran out from under the tent, but it's gonna come back. You gotta let us out of here. It's gonna eat us all. What the fuck are you talking about? We're gonna, it's, we're all in danger. I cast Charm Person. Okay. I'm gonna say... I would say he's not hostile right now. Because you're kind of tucked away. So what's your spell save DC for that? Spell save DC is 13. Mm -hmm. And what... Was it wisdom? Yeah. He's wisdom, so 13. All right, so he's charmed right now. Hey. Does he have the keys? No. I don't have the keys right now. What, you need You need the keys or something? Or? Yeah, could, could you let us out of here? That lion's gonna come back and we're gonna get- I'll tell you what, I don't trust this guy because when he came in, he had one accent 
And now that you turned him, he got another. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just. He doesn't know. I'm basically like stoned right now, man. I'm charmed. <laughs> uh, can I get some of that charm? <laughs> yes, this guy. I'll let you work your charm out later, Tom. Yeah, you know we used to have something up in the mountains. I'm getting a, I'm, I'm getting a major inspiration right now. <laughs> All, all right, so, uh, I mean, I guess I can go ask, go ask him for the keys then. Hey, Bradley, Bradley, get over here. Yeah, give me the key. Yeah, what do I, what do I tell him though? He's gonna get mad at me. Tell him you have to take care of the lion. I gotta take care of the. Yeah, there's a fucking lion. Don't worry, I'll, I'll take care of it. There's no fucking line in there. What are you talking about? Can you hear it? Can't you? You can't hear it? So the other, the other guy doesn't really believe him. There's another roar from just outside the back of the camp this time. Oh, all right. There, there, there's a fucking line there. Here, here are the keys. You can take care of it. So he grabs the keys from Bradley. And he walks up to the cage. And he's like, you're not going to tell him that I did this, right? Tell who you did what? Don't. Can you, don't tell Garrett that I let you out. He's, he might get really mad at me. This can be our secret. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're buds. You pinky swear? Yeah. It's, it's, as long as dwarves have pinky. <laughs> now, Chest is just watching this whole thing going on, going on really confused. All right. I don't pinky swear with anyone. So he's, so he just, so the, the cart stops. He puts the key in the lock, turns it, and opens it to let you guys out. I ask him to go up and talk to the guy with a mole and distract him. I mean, that seems that seems reasonable. You know, you guys are good. I guess I can. Hey, Garrett, what do I tell him? You go, go talk to him and, and ask him about his children and his kids and his life and keep him in a conversation for like 45 minutes. Hey, Garrett, you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> you mean baby goats, right? So he walks up to the front to talk to Garrett. You can't really see him and I uh so I I sort of with the door open say well I, I guess I guess we should get out now um I mean if we're going if we're not going to Stanhope I just not take might as well not take a ride plus you know I'm not, I'm not very happy that they hit me on the back of the head that's that's not a fair fight that's not a fair fight not and all I'm of a sudden you hear someone yelling like what the fuck are you doing James run away Right. So I, I, I step out of the cage. Okay, I'm gonna have everybody roll initiative. Which which one? Are we, what do we so roll? With? You roll the twenty sided die right. and add your in- initiative modifier. So I'm gonna. Which is gonna be equal to your dex. So uh, with my modifier, I'm at three. <laughs> That's a uh, seventeen for chest. I got nineteen. I'm 11. Uh, around the outside, we have... Assholes. All right. So I'm going to say that you guys kind of surprised them. Okay? So you guys are going to get to go through once before they get a turn. Okay. So this is the guy right here that's charmed. Okay. Okay. Wait, which guy? This guy right here. Okay. Uh, then you have this guy who looks uh, not... Not that strong. These two guys are really strong. And then up on his horse up front, 
is Mr. Garrett, who looks like someone you don't want to mess with. All right, so first up is Reloric. Ew. So we're, I've gotten out of the cage now. So you'd like to get out of the cage, and then which direction do you want to go? So you're right here. I'm going to go towards the guy that's closest to me. Okay, this guy right here? Yeah. Does he have any weapons on him? He does. Because I'm pretty good at getting weapons off of people. He has a scimitar. Mm. So can I charge at him and try to take his weapon? Sure, we will do a contested strength check. So what I need you to do is roll a d20 and add your strength modifier. Okay. All right. So that's a 26. You had a 26? What's your what's your strength? What's your strength modifier? 12. Okay, so that's a plus. Wait, am I looking in the wrong place? So the the modifier is the plus, so it should be plus 1 if it's a 12. Oh, it's plus 1. Yeah. Okay, so it's 15. Okay. So you try to grab the the scimitar out of his hand and he just kind of hits the, the scimitar right against your forehead to, so that you loosen your grip. So you don't pull it from him, but he's now distracted and he's very aware of you. Uh, be aware. Be aware. Bitch. Next up is Chest. Uh, so Chest is going to walk out and sort of look around and be like, like well, I think I could take all of these people pretty easily. And uh, he's going to walk up to the guy on the east of the map, on the north, northeast of the map. Uh, actually, but just as a quick question, do I see our weapons tied up anywhere on the cart? Like, do I, are they in any obvious location? They were put in the back. Like, you, whenever someone gets picked up, you've heard them rummaging in the back of the cart. Okay. So I, I think, actually, rather than going to him, I'm going to stroll around to the back of the cart. Okay. And I'm going to look for my morning star. Okay. Give me an investigation check. Okay. That's an 18 plus something. So... You find your morning star in all its glory. It's actually almost glowing, just like it's it's like it's been torn away from you for too long, and you you've just been mourning for this morning star. So you, <laughs> so you you're able to see it and grab it if you want to. Yeah, I'll uh, I can okay. grab it. I'm assuming that's my action. Yeah, and then you have a little bit of movement left. So I'll move back to the guy that I was originally okay. talking about. Oh yeah, I'll move ten back towards the other guy. Okay, you're not going to be able to get to him. Yeah, it's like, uh, I guess if, can I get to the other you can guy? Get to this guy. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll go. Wait, is that the charmed guy? This is the charmed guy. To the non-charmed this is the guy. The non-charmed guy. Okay. All right. Next up is Pip. Um, how far away is the horseman from where I am? So you're in the cart, so you'd have to get out. He's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay. Feet away. Pip quietly whispers. Shit's going down. Time to GTFO. Also, I think you might be afraid of gnomes. So I cast Dissident Whispers, and you have to make a wisdom saving throw. I really like that song. I don't need my weapon. 19. What do I compare that to? Uh, Your spell save DC. Yeah, it's like 12. That's okay. Um, Hold on. You take... For psychic damage. Okay. So you you whisper this tune in Garrett's ear. He he hears it. He he shakes it off a bit, but he, he's still something about this gnome with that whispering that just really pisses him off. Oops. All right. Next up is Gromley. So he hops out. It's about fucking time. So he hops out. 
He also runs to the back, grabs his axe, and he's going to go around this side and try to go for this guy right here. And that is his turn, so funk it. All right, uh, so I, I get out of the cage. If I direct the charmed guy to do something, is that my action? He will not harm his friends. I know, but I can still have him do things, right? Uh, you can you can make a suggestion to him. Uh, I suggest that he run down the road past Garrett as fast as he can in that direction. Give him a reason. Because if he doesn't, I'm gonna slap him. Um, I'm gonna give him a save. All right, he succeeds his save. So I'll say he's still charmed by you, but he knows that he probably shouldn't run away from his friends. Okay. I can still move and stuff, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go around to the back of the cart to where the weapons are. Uh, was the char- the suggestion of the tar- charmed guy my action? I'll say no. All right. Then I'm going to grab my war hammer mm-hmm. and shield if it's there. Yep. And, I'll... and I'm going to come back around to the side of the cart with the majority of people. Okay. So we'll say I'll put you here. Yeah. My movement is 25. Yep, so I got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Okay, am I within range? Oh, I'm out of actions anyway, right? I'll say that that me actually grabbing your sword and getting your shield properly on your arm took the full, because it actually okay. takes about six seconds, so we'll say it takes that full six seconds. Okay. okay. Yep. That is it. Back to the top, it is the bad guys. The first one that is by looking right at chest is going to... What the fuck are you guys doing? Get back in the car. He's going to swipe right at you. Rory does a 18 hit. I d- oh, I guess I don't have my shield, do I? Mm, you didn't say that you grabbed it. Yeah, I didn't say I grabbed it. So it does, actually, because I don't have my shield. Okay. Uh, so he does uh, four damage to you. Four damage, huh? Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, the other guy that's charmed is like, guys, what are you... What are you doing? Stop stop fighting each other. This, we're all good people here. And that will be his turn for now. And then we got these two bigger guys. One is going to turn towards the bard and attack. <laughs> so Claire does a 18 hit. Yes. Man, these are some, yeah. these are some high rolls to start. Yeah. Oh, he only does three damage to you. Uh, I have, like, very few hit points as a gnome. And he gets to attack again. Well, goodbye, guys. (laughs) That is a nine. I'm dead. To hit. Oh, that doesn't hit. Okay. He rears back, he slices you across the shoulder one time, and he rears it back again to slice, but this time you just duck right out of the way. Just, I hated that. I hated every part of it. This last guy will run up towards chest. I'll show you how to hit this, motherfucker. Jeez, I am rolling well. So a 19. (laughs) Yeah, that hits... Three damage. Okay. And then he will try to attack you again. This time only a 15. Yeah, that doesn't hit. Okay. So just like the other guy, almost almost in unison, they both swing, 
This guy hits you again right across the shoulder, goes for the second swing, and you duck right under it. And then the big guy is going to turn around. It's like, you fucking idiots. Uh, he's going to take out his bow and arrow. He's going to light his crossbow, and he's going to shoot it at the cart itself. So he shoots it. The, the cart just all of a sudden gets engulfed in flames, starts going up in flames, and he starts booking it. Is the old lady still there? The old lady is still in there, and the sleeping tiefling is still in there. Yeah, I'm also worried about the lady and the tiefling, but mostly my weapons. Yeah, I'm not worried, I'm just curious. <laughs> so the, the carriage, it's not completely engulfed yet, because this has only been a few seconds, but it's starting to really spread and catch on fire. All right, next up is uh, Roloric. Hey, Alfie, maybe you want to go and get that tiefling out of there, and that old bitty. I don't know about the old bitty, but tiefling maybe. Um, Ageist. Ugh. So I'm pretty fast, right? Yeah. I can catch So there's something called opportunity attack, just so you know. What's that? Basically, if you are in within a space of an enemy, if you try to run away from them, they can take a swipe at you. Oh, yeah? yeah. Let them try. Okay. So what do you want to do? You have your weapons in the back. There's people in the canvas. You've got this guy right in your face. So my, I always have this overwhelming urge to save the innocent even if they might not be that innocent oh gross right (laughs) 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 so i'm gonna try to run after this burning carriage okay uh the carriage is still in place for now so basically what took off was the guy on his horse took off oh the carriage with the two horses is still there for now the horses haven't noticed that the carriage is on fire yet i'm gonna try to put the fire out Okay. With peeing? With whatever I have. Yes, peeing for sure. But then also just bashing okay. it down. So are you going to run towards the cart? Yes. Okay. So have you run towards the front near the horses? He's going to try to take a swipe at you. I don't think that'll hit. What's your armor class, Tom? 14. Okay. He rolls a 12. So raise your running away. He tries to swipe at you, but you just basically duck right under the blade. You're focused, completely hyper-focused on helping these people in the cart. So you get to the cart, and how do you want to try to put it out? Let's give a pee check. (laughs) First, I plunge my hand in and rip the burning canvas off, right? Because the canvas was the facade that was making it look like royalty before. Underneath, it's just metal. Give me an athletics check. All right. How do I do that? So you roll a d20. Okay. And then on your character sheet, there's a list of skills. Athletic should be one of them, and you add whatever it tells you. Gotcha. Uh, not good. Five. Okay. So you just start tugging at it, tar- start tugging at it. You pull, and it rips it down the middle. So the side that you're, you're on, basically the left side of the carriage, it rips the canvas off that side, but the other side is still on and is burning a bit, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So you basically half half saved them. I'm hearing that you now have a flaming cape. <laughs> oh yeah. Alright, so that is top. That's how our elf died in the first encounter. Oh no, not died, just third degree burned. I'm just changing my skin structure, that's all. I will ask you to make a deck saving throw to see if you can dodge these flames coming at you when you rip it off. All right, how do I do that? 
Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. Well, that's good. But besides Claire's suggestion, how else would I do that? Uh, so roll a d20. Okay. <laughs> and any modifier? And then at the top, you'll see, yeah, you'll see a saving throws section on your character sheet. Saving throws, yep. Which one? Dexterity. Okay. Dex. Oh, nice. So it's 25. Okay. Holy shit. Oh, you got a nat oh. 20? So anytime, this is, that's actually a big deal. So anytime you get a natural 20, like a 20 yep. shows up on your dice, you should call that a nat 20 because sometimes special things happen. Not always, but it's kind of up to Tyler like if you're attacking someone and you roll a 20 usually you get like double damage like I think right now you're doing rhythmic gymnastics with the flaming canvas mm. no you're doing fire point you basically <laughs> you rip it off and you do like this little pirouette and you slam the canvas into the back of the guy that's right behind you Ew. and he takes oh he takes a full four fire damage mm-hmm. I think it's also slap damage yeah, what about the slap part of that? <laughs> two fire, two slap. Four fire and a one-tenth demoralized damage. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so it goes down to that much. Next up is chest. Okay, so chest is just going to look at the guy in... So the guy in front of me, is he's not the charmed so one, this right? this guy right here is charmed. This guy okay. looks pretty strong, and this guy looks like just a basic bandit. Okay, so the guy to my right who looks strong, that's who I'm interested in. So first of all, as a bonus action, I'm actually going to use um, a second win. So I regain 1d10 plus my fire level HP. So I'm going to roll a d10. That's a 5 plus 1 as my fire level, so I regain 6 HP. I sort of do a deep breathing exercise and uh, regain some health. I like take a deep breath in and then I say, now, it ain't polite to hit someone on the back of the head and then hit them with whatever that sword was and also stick them in a cage and really all the other things you did, but none of them were polite. <laughs> and uh, after that, he's gonna swing his uh, morning star at the, the big guy. Okay. So when did Tucker's become Miss Manners? Like, what's that about? <laughs> He's 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 from the uh, the mountains, and they they're all about. They don't take kindly to people who don't take kindly. Exactly. Exactly. So this was with my morning star. That is a sixteen. It hits. Okay. And damage that is a d eight, which is two plus three is five damage, five piercing. So your rear back whack him straight across the head, and he's like, "Oh, you guys are pissing me off now. I'm gunning for you." Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Next up is Pip. Pip. Can I get in front of two guys that are in a line? You have this guy right here that if you move away from, he can take an opportunity attack on you. Oh, I'm like right at some guy who tried to. And then who's behind me? Is that a good guy? That's Gromley. Wait, do we like him? Yeah, he's he's the, well. He's the annoying young dwarf with a crappy beard. Yeah. Okay, I face the dude who's right in front of me and smash my knees together and send an earth tremor in 10 feet towards him. So I guess the two squares in front of me are now difficult terrain. Wait, is it loose ground? Maybe it's not loose ground. 
I mean, I'd say it's fairly packed down because it's a well loose earth. Yeah, it's a road. Okay, that doesn't move. But um, you got. Can you make a deck save? Okay. He makes a deck save of seven. He takes one d six bludgeoning damage. Four four. This guy's voice is a little different than the other big thug. He's like, ow! Oh, also he fell down. Ow! <laughs> Can I run away? God damn it! Actually, yeah, now that, he's, now that he's on the ground, he can't take an attack on you, so you can run. Yeah, I think I just want to, like, get a little bit away from him. Maybe try and get my rapier out of the cart. Okay, we'll say you can search for that on your next turn. Yeah. How many hit points do you have, Gnome? Five. Total. Okay. Just trying to debate which one I should use. Yeah, I just don't want to, like, be too close to anybody for an attack right now, because I'm just a little guy. Next up is Mr. Gromley. He's going to run up to the guy on the ground, and since he's on the ground, he gets a pitch. Oh, that was almost a nat 20. Same thing. All right, so he hits him with an attack. Or what does he have? A uh, warhammer, you say? A great axe. Great axe. Actually, he's gonna rage first, so he's just gonna be like, "I'm fucking <laughs> sick of you guys." He's just doing a tank stand, right? He almost toops. He he <laughs> squeezes so hard. So he deals. He deals nine damage to that guy. <laughs> so you are first. Go ahead. Okay. Uh... Am I close enough that if I don't use my action to do something to these dudes that I'm going to get in trouble? Should I move away from them before I cast a spell, basically? Uh, you can cast a spell right there. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Healing Word on the, the gnome that's, like, nearly dead. Well, I'm not... The, I've only taken three hit points. It's just that I only have eight total. Yeah, you're squishy early. Um, so... Okay. I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait then. Yeah. Um, so who have I got in front of me here? The guy that you could hit is right here. He's the big guy that Roy's been okay. dueling with. I'll uh, I'll come at him with my warhammer, uh, one hand using my shield or keeping my shield on me. Roll for an attack. Which one am I rolling? D twenty. D twenty. Twelve and my attack bonus is three, so fifteen. Right. So you roll the fifteen and that hits. Yeah. And it's D eight. Which my eight? This guy. All right, and he takes four bludgeon damage. Okay, do you add anything to that? Oh, wait, no, sorry, four plus one. Yeah, five. Okay, so he's been just getting whacked back and forth from chest to funky to flying canvas on fire. He's just been getting hit from all sides. Uh, And that ends your turn. Next up is the bad guys. All right, the first one by Groundly is going to stand up, and he's going to try to attack him. First attack misses... And second attack will hit. So he hits Grumley for four damage. And then Rory, this guy is going to take one swing at you and one swing at uh, Tom. Okay. Oh, really? So he goes after chest, rolls a 12. That uh, doesn't even come close to hitting. So he swings over your head and he's just, I've had enough of this guy. I'm going for this guy. So he turns to the elf who smacked him with the fire cape. Mm-hmm. And he rolls a natural one. So he swings at Rory. He tries to, tries to swing around and hit uh, Tom. Gets his leg tangled in the in the canvas. And he falls over. 
So he is now. Yeah, bitch. Wow, what a loser. <laughs> and then we have the guy, the other guy, which is right next to Rory. He's going to try to attack him. I think you mean chest. Chest, yeah. And I don't think that'll hit either. That is a... Or a nine. Nope. Nope. So Roy just keeps... The chest just keeps basically bobbing, weaving up and down. This guy, um, this last thug, he sees the tide turning, and he no longer regards the other guys as his friends. He's kind of... He's a bandit for hire. He's easily bought. He sees that things aren't going their way. So he doesn't really even need to be charmed right now. He's going to help you guys out. He's going to go for this guy on the ground right here. Making new friends is really friends. He gets advantage and he hits him. So your your new bandit friend hits him for five damage. This guy is starting to look pretty roughed up. Yeah. All right. Now that is it. We are back to Raloric. It is your turn. Yes. We've got a cape on fire. There's the cart is starting to burn a lot more. The horses are noticing, so they're getting ready to bolt. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I'd love to do is get rid of this fire cape, as sweet as it seems. It's starting to burn the hairs off my back. Okay. Why's your back so hairy? Uh, I really like my back hairs, and I want them to stay. It <laughs> <laughs> shaves his entire body except for yeah. the back hair. No, I want the I want those. It's the only thing that keeps my masculinity. <laughs> I'm gonna drop this thing and stomp on it. Okay. You also have the guy right next to you, as well. Is he the one that we've been roughing up quite a yeah. bit? Yeah. He's also going to drop that guy and stomp on him. <laughs> it's his only move. Is there any way I can throw the cape on him and stomp on him? You sure can. At the same time. I want to put, <laughs> put the fire out on his face. Okay, so you'll... So we'll have you gingerly, like, make sure that the canvas is completely over his whole body. Okay. The fire's there. Okay. And I'll say roll an attack with advantage. Yeah, plus three in the left, right? Yes, 20 is great. All right, so I'm going to say roll 2d4. Got a 5 out of that. So we'll say that he takes 2 fire damage, and then you put out that fire with 3 stomps. Hmm. (laughs) 3 stomping damage. So he's looking really, really roughed up. Yeah, he's having a bad day. Reloric is doing a butt-ton of damage without even having a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) I, I like to hurt. <laughs> uh, next up is chest. Uh, so there's the guy in the ground doesn't really look like a threat anymore. Who's the like? I guess the only the other one next to me is uh, the friend who has turned with us, and then the guy who yep. is standing. Yeah. So I'll attack the yeah. I'll attack that guy. Okay. So I, I turn to him and uh, swing my morning star at him. That is a uh, eight. Eight plus five is thirteen. That hits. Okay. And for damage, that's a six damage. Wow. So you cleave off his arm. Yes. <laughs> With a morning star? It, you you hit him so hard. <laughs> that his arm just falls his off? His arm just flies off into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, wasn't expecting that to happen. Shoot, your arm, your arm was not very good. So, so, so he just looks at his at, at the whole where his arm used to be. He just goes, ah, 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 ah. Ah, was that supposed to happen? I ain't never had that happen before. Shoot! shoot. Oh my god, are you fighting a leopard? Right. Like what? 
<laughs> Next up is Pip. What's the deal with that tiefling? She is woken up, but she's consuming smoke okay. right now. How much? This is, I know, this is so super inappropriate to assess a lady based on this. How much do tieflings weigh? <laughs> um, They're like humanoid. Okay. Size. I think even though I'm little, I can drag her out. Okay. But can't drag very far, but I can. Yeah. Give me a strength check. Muscle muscles. I got an 18, but I don't know what to add to it. Strength is bad. Minus one, 17. <laughs> okay. We'll say that you go around to the cart and you drag out the tiefling. But that lady's still in there, eh? Yeah, the old lady's still in there. Oh, oh casualties. Hey, <laughs> someone want to get that lady? I mean, it's not as smoky as it was before, considering half the canvas is now on a lying down person. <laughs> Tastefully covering the corpse. <laughs> okay, next up we have Gromley. So Gromley is again going to attack this dude. He hits him. Is he still in a rage? Yep. He's screaming a bunch. Yeah. He's, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he is doing a boatload of damage. So he does 13 damage to this guy. Holy shit. Yep. So he basically just rears back with a gray axe and cleaves a giant hole in the, in the abdomen. Like you see in, in horror movies where they're just like, ooh, ooh, trying to keep their, their gut in. Mm-mm. Basically cuts into the, into the gut right there. Uh, and next up is Funky. Uh, I got a couple questions. How many horses are pulling the carriage? Two. All right. And how are they attached? Leather straps. So is there one connection or two connections to the carriage? Uh, so each each horse basically has a harness on. And then yeah. each side of the harness has a strap attached to the carriage. So there's basically four. There's two straps for each horse that's pulling the carriage. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just trying to just figure out if I could just cut the horse or, you know, bash the horses free or uh, bash a horse or if I should do something else to make sure this carriage doesn't go bolting with them. Up to you. Um, we might we might want those horses. Yeah, can I, can I destroy the carriage wheel? Is that an option? Okay. And will that prevent them from lugging it off? All right. Uh, let's go for that then. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing my war hammer at the at one of the wheels of the carriage. Okay. Roll in attack and add either strength or dex, whichever is higher. So roll roll um roll a d20 and add either your strength or your dex. Yeah, it's the same. Okay. Actually, you, roll your nor- add your normal stuff, like it's a normal attack. All right. I rolled a twelve, and I'm not sure what my normal attack okay. is. That should be enough. Uh, roll. Oh wait, my normal attack's a three, okay. right? Attack bonus for my yeah. weapon. Yeah, that should be enough. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Roll damage. Just kicks. All right. <laughs> One plus three, so four. four. Okay, I'll say. You know how you have basically different rungs and wagon wheels? Those different poles. Spokes. Yeah. yeah, spokes. That's that's what people call them. Pip. Basically, basically the, the wood between the two spokes around the outside, it, you basically completely broke. So it, it could okay. still be used, but it would be really, really slow. Okay. Uh, next up is the bad guys. Uh, so the horses are now startled, so they are going to try to run with the carriage. I'll just give them a strength check. 
Just for kick. All right. We'll say that the carriage is now about 30 feet in front of where it was before. And the, the sides are starting to catch on fire. Okay. Ah, shit. More fire? Say the carriage is about up here, if you can see that. Yeah. Basically, you still have half the canvas on. The canvas is still burning. Smoke's pouring out. And now the, the base of the wagon is starting to burn. This guy's going to attack Gromley. That one hits. So this thug that has been dueling with Gromley over here goes for two attacks. He hits with one of them. Gromley leans out of the way of the other one as it goes right for his jugular. And it only does two damage to Gromley. So he's been able to dodge it pretty well. This other guy that's on the ground, he's basically going to take his entire action to get the tarp off of him and stand up. So that will be his entire action and movement. Your Your comrade here is going to take an attack against the standing guy. And he hits him for two damage. So this guy is looking like he's hanging on by a thread. He's been beaten by a guy that used to be his friend. (laughs) He's been suffocated, set on fire, (laughs) hit with a war hammer. Basically, everything's been done to this guy. And then the last one's going to take a swing at you, Rory, or chest, and he will miss. And that's it. Okay. And next up is Reloric. All right. Lost the video of the game map for a while. So you've got one guy right next to you that looks almost dead. <laughs> good, good. Good. I would like that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is the bundle of weapons still in play? Yeah, it's behind the wagon, though. It's basically a cluster to get there. Oh, word. So can I just take a hand swing at this guy that's next to me? Roll a d20 and add your dexterity modifier, which I think was three. Okay. Dexterity modifier. Oh, we got a hot seven here. Okay. <laughs> so you, you rear back and try to punch him straight across the jaw, but you are not that great at hand-to-hand combat. You're better with your weapon, or as we just learned, fire canvas. Which I wish I had. Head. So you just you just miss him. He dodges out of the way. Next up, we got chest. So who looks the most alive? Probably the thug that you just hit. All right. Well, I'll swing at him again. Okay. Uh, so that's a. Ooh, of course, that's a five. Sorry, that's that's a seven. Okay. This time he sees it coming, and basically he ducks right below your swing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else I can do, so unfortunately, that's it. Pip. Uh, um, would you say that this insignificant wagon fire is roughly small campfire sized? I know it's making a lot of smoke, but it takes a while for a wagon to really get up and blazing. It's finally gotten to the wood part of it. But just barely. I mean, how much could it get in six seconds? Not not a ton. I'm starting to start catch it on fire. It's got the horses pissed. Do you think I could prestidigitate it out? I can snuff out a small campfire. There's probably still embers glowing, but it might keep the horses from... I would say you could do part of it because the whole wagon itself was... It's about five by ten. Five by ten. Okay, well, I'm going to run up. I'm going to run after it. Okay. Because you said it moves 30 feet. Yeah, it moved 30 feet. And I can only move 25. And then my spell's a 10-foot range. 
then I'm going to try to like press to digitate as much of the fire as possible to get the horses to calm down a bit. Got it. So you, let's say about half of it. And maybe create a bit of a small wind to like blow away some of the smoke from the horses' faces. Relax, little ponies, come back to me. <laughs> so you, do, you don't get to the front of the cart because you had to cast the spell? Yeah. But <laughs> you're basically chasing down this flaming cart with a half-broken wheel and pissed off horses. And magicking some of the fire away. True. Grumley's turn, he's gonna take a swing. Ooh, that is a natural 20. All right. This guy, I don't even know if I need to roll. He cleaves off this thug's head over here. Straight off. Straight off. Is he still just screaming and making noises? Yeah, he is. He's screaming and he's slowly, slowly turning like, ah, trying to find the next thing to go after. Uh, and next up is Funky. All right, uh, how far away am I from the wagon? Can I get close enough to take a swing at another wheel? Uh, no. Oh, well, I guess I go after this guy that's chilling out on the ground and try and finish him up. Well, actually, how open is he to, uh, to being persuaded to not fight us anymore? Is that something I can ask? The guy that's, like, nearly on de- on death's bed here? Uh, the one that, yeah, the one that's been fired and cloaked and okay. trampled. You, if you want, you can take your action to give a persuasion check. I'd probably just bash his skull in instead. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna swing at him with my warhammer. Uh, I rolled a 13 and a plus three attack bonus, so 16. Go, you hit. Go ahead and roll damage. I'm really killing these damage rolls today. With my plus one, I got a, a total of two. How, how do you kill him? I swing my warhammer, my warhammer, uh, warhammer at his pelvis. All right. So you swing your warhammer right at his pelvis, and you just hear this loud, one of the loudest sounds you ever heard, just this loud crack. And he just, he's been beaten up by so many different things, he basically just gives up on life. <laughs> <laughs> and he falls to the ground and dies. <laughs> All right. And then there is one guy left, and it is his turn. The The cart is going to continue to try to run. I'll give the horses a strength check. No ponies, uh, no. This time it goes 35 feet. God what? damn it, ponies. Come on. Ponies. Come on, ponies. Claire, it's probably... It's too far away for me to catch it because my legs are so short. Probably like 45, 50 feet in front of you. Uh, uh, this other guy is going to try to run off into the woods where you get an opportunity attack if you want it. Okay. I uh, I see him running and I'm, I sort of furrow my brow and I'm like, now, now don't start a, don't start a fight. You won't, don't want to finish that, boy. And uh, I swing again at him uh, with my... Morning Star. Uh, that's four seventeen. That hits. Okay. And that is ten damage. How do you want to do this? Uh, so as he's running away, I reach out and like grab the back of him. Okay. Uh, like uh, by the like back of his armor, like right below, right at the base of his neck, and then like and hold him there, and then with my Morning Star, just sort of swing it across his head. Okay, so you do that. He tries to run away. You are able to get your hands right in his armor, so he's basically he looks like a cartoon where he's continually trying to run, but he's 
moving in place. And you put your other arm, you swing it around, and he no longer has a face. <laughs> and then I, I just drop him, and uh, then I, I look towards the, uh, the cart and say, shoot, my shield's in there, <laughs> and start running after it. Okay. Uh, so I will say we are now out of combat. You still have the one other guy. Um, but he's yeah. a friend. But he's friendly to you now. And you can, if you want, try to chase after the cart. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, well, I'm chasing after okay. it. Okay. How fast can you move? 30. And if I'm sprinting, 60. Okay. Or dashing. I'll say that you eventually catch up to it. Okay. Uh, so, it, depending on where I get on the cart and how much it's in flames... Um, is that old lady dead? I, um, because the half of the canvas has been ripped off, there's enough oxygen coming in that she can still breathe. Yeah, but it's her body's not on fire, right? Because you said the wood was on fire. Wildly on fire. She probably has first-degree burns. Oh, we better put some freezies on it. Flesh wound. <laughs> Does it be a flesh wound? I uh, hear you can pee on, on uh, burns and it makes them better. I thought it was jellyfish stings, and I also heard that was not true. <laughs> <laughs> you can be on whatever you want. He's going to be Funky P-Man. Wee Man. Wee Man. Get it right. Depending on how much leeway uh, DM will give me here, as as I'm running by the back of the cart, if my hand axe is, is visible, I'll grab it. Uh, I mean, all the all the weapons should pretty much be fine. They're, they're pretty sturdy. But this is like while the cart is oh, running, right? Running. Oh, Why don't you just stop yes. the cart? Why not? Oh. Well, that's what I—that's what I was trying to do. But if Tyler, if no, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying I catch it and stop it, and that's fine. No, no, you can. What do you want to do? I was going to grab the uh, the hand axe out of the back and then continue running alongside the horses because apparently I'm that fast and just sw- swing at the the leather straps connecting them. Okay, so you swing at the leather straps. You're able to to free the horses. They continue to bolt bolt off, and the the cart finally skids to a stop. Okay, and then I'll I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll jump in and grab the old lady. Jump in and grab her. She's unconscious. Okay, I put her up over my shoulder and uh, head down, and then put her down on the side of the road, and then uh, yell back to everyone. Hey, y'all! I got the cart. Our stuff's in the back here. Also, I found this old lady. Can it, can any of y'all like fix her? Shake, shake. Yeah. I ain't doing a whole lot right now. I just look defeated because I wanted those ponies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wander up to the cart and how 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 hurt is this lady looking? Should I can I grab my stuff first, or should I take care of her before she dies? She looks like she is slowly dying. All right, uh, how dying? Like. <laughs> Slowly. Funky, I know she's old, but you just gotta man up and give her medicine. Now she's one step closer to dying. Well, okay, I, I'll use care wounds on her. Yeah. Well, we'll just I'll just say that you healed her, healed her up. She's she's breathing now. Cool. Alright, so you guys have successfully escaped the cart down one party member because she was sleeping the whole time. <laughs> I thought someone pulled the tiefling out. 
Didn't know yeah, you, 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 did, you did, but she was just like kind of chilling out the whole time. Yay. So you guys were able to escape. You know that the nearest town, you guys are pretty hungry. The nearest village is about uh, an hour walk in the same direction you were going. Um, and that's basically what you know right now. And I'll say that that will be where we will wrap up episode one of No Mercy. Play us a tune. The walk would have been faster if we kept the horses. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect ending. This is the part of the episode called DM Thoughts with Hyler, where I explain my thought process through the episode and or just reflecting on what happened. So this is me in the future reflecting way back on episode one. And I have to say, it didn't go that bad. It was the first time I ever DM'd and everybody survived. It seemed like they had a good time. I really appreciated some of the creativity that you saw from Tom playing Ralric. Also kind of realized that I keep saying the person's name as opposed to the character name. So hopefully I don't keep on doing that in the next episodes coming up, but Again, thank you for listening. We'd love to have you be a part of our community, our Discord. You can find the link at nomercypodcast.com. And hopefully see you for episode two of the No Mercy Podcast. Thanks. Take care.